Indeed, we praise and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And indeed, all praise is due to no other but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we send peace and salutations, salawat and salam, upon his final prophet and messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his pure family, noble companions, and all true believers, until the very last day, until the day of judgment. Today is the fourth of Dhul Qa'dah, and we are yet in another special season of worship. This time it is all about the fifth pillar of our blessed and beautiful religion, Al-Hajj. The pilgrimage to the holy site, the sacred site in Mecca, Al-Mukarram. Reminding us of that magnificent figure of Sayyidina Ibrahim والسلام, and his family. And of course, of the first and foremost article of our faith, which is At-Tawheed. Our belief in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We use this moment to pray to Allah Almighty, the all-hearing, the all-seeing, the kind, the generous, the giving, and the forgiving, to enable all those pilgrims, our brothers and sisters, young and old, who intended and got admitted by Allah's permission and tawfiq to make the hajj, the pilgrimage to his holy house in Mecca, and also perhaps to visit Allah's beloved Prophet and Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Al-Madina Al-Munawwar. That they go there nicely and safely and that they return back home safe and changed, reformed from within, purified entirely by Allah's will and grace and mercy. And that they return back home and bring all that positive energy the positive vibes that we and our communities very much need. And for us too, those who were not chosen this year to go and fulfill our fifth pillar of our religion and that magnificent great life journey and duty of ours, that we intensify our own acts of worship and do some kind of self-reflection and ponder over our own bond and relationship with our Lord, with our Rabb, with our Creator, with our cherisher and sustainer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those blessed months of Dhil Ka'da and Dhil Hijjah and what is to come. And that we again manage to fast as many days as we can and spend as many nights as we can in prayer and worship submitting to Allah's absolute will, to his master divine, divine plan, offering prayers and supplications with utmost sincerity and humility in hope that we get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And our lives, our entire lives go on like that. They are all spent in service and servitude 
to the Lord of the universe. The Lord of the Lords, the King of the Kings. However, it would be foolish on my side not to notice that everybody almost in this week and for the last few weeks and probably next week and for the next few weeks is also talking about kings and queens, powers and loyalties, talking about majesties, etc. And it is our holy book, it is our sacred Islamic tradition that has a lot to say on those very terms. The Holy Quran, as you know, my respected and beloved brothers and sisters and dear children, talks about different kings. Sayyidina Sulaiman, arguably the greatest of all kings, the greatest dominion ever to be given to any human being accepted that from Allah. He prayed to Allah to give him a kingdom that no other king or person would ever have. And Allah answered his prayer. He fulfilled his request. But did our Sayyidina Sulaiman transgress against his subjects? Did he deviate from the right path? Did he become, become ungrateful to Allah? Hasharillah. No, he did not. He remained ever grateful to Allah. And Allah even said to him, Here you go. Here is the greatest arguably kingdom of all times. Granted and gifted to you. Be grateful if you wish so. And if you choose not to be, I'm not going to force you to be grateful to me. Famnun aw but it is Ata from Allah the Almighty whose the entire universe belongs to, whose kingdom is the heavens and the earth, whose dominion is beyond our apprehension. And the Queen of Sheba is mentioned too. Maybe Shaitan, maybe wrong advisors led her to the wrong path, led her astray. But when she saw the truth and the true power and majesty that Allah showed her through Sayyidina Sulaiman that very king that I just mentioned, she had no other choice but to submit to the Lord of the worlds. Imagine that queen says, acknowledges, admits, indeed I have wronged myself I was unjust. I transgressed against myself. And unfortunately we do that. Humans transgress against their own selves. Human beings, we are not merciful and kind to our own selves. And we are sometimes even selfish and stingy towards our own selves. Unkind towards our own selves. But do we think about it? Do we acknowledge that ever in our lifetime? Say the Bilqis, the Queen of Sheba did. Qalat, inni, indeed I have wrong, done some wrong to myself. I wronged myself. Inni wa aslamtu. 
and I have submitted to Allah with Sayyidina Sulaiman, Ma'a Sulaiman, Lillahi Rabbil Alameen, to the Lord of the universe, the Lord of everything, Rabbukulli Shay, every single thing, everything. Allah is the Lord of everything, Rabbul Arba'ah, the Lord of the Lords. They are mentioned. And the Quran even goes on to say to our Prophet وسلم, Ya Rasulullah, or the Messenger of Allah, tell the people, like a prayer, a kind of dua. Qulillahumma, say Allahumma, pray to him. Malik al-Mulk, you are the king of all kings. You are the owner of all dominion. You grant kingdoms to whomever you will. Allah made the queen, Elizabeth II, the queen of this land. Allah gave her a very long life. Not many people live for 70 years to celebrate. And of course I congratulate her to celebrate a platinum jubilee of being a ruler for 70 full years is unthinkable, really. It's a historic achievement, a huge milestone that only I would say Allah Almighty can gift to someone, to anyone, in fact, of his servants. Allah did that to the queen. And what makes me really admire the queen is the fact that I know that the Queen Elizabeth II does not busy herself with unnecessary things, trivial matters. And what makes me extremely happy is the fact that the Queen Elizabeth II herself believes in Allah Almighty and attends places of worship. In other words, she's a servant of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too. And that is very beautiful fact. It's extremely important indeed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to show that very lesson in the Quran through our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Tell the people that Allah is the Lord of the universe. He is the real Rabb with all that it means. He's your Murabbi, Murabbikum, Wara'iukum. He cherishes you, He nourishes you, He looks after you. Yudabbirumurakum. He looks after your affairs. He feeds you. Wara'zikukum. Ya Allah. O people, O mankind, remember the favors of Allah upon you. Hal min khaliqin ghayrullah. Is there really any other creator apart from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who grants you the rizq that comes from the heavens and from the earth? Indeed, there is no other than Allah. 
But He did not create us to feed us from the resources that are known only to Him. All the treasures of the heavens and the earth belong to Allah. But loads of people don't apprehend that. They don't understand that the provision for every living being is upon Allah. Allah took that burden upon himself. But to Allah is not a burden. It's easy. He just says, be and it is. And there is not a single creature on the face of this earth or anywhere else in the universe. However it is and whatever it is that Allah Almighty created since the beginning of time until the end of it. And that Allah and no other has provided for it and looked after it, took care of it. That is the meaning of Rabb and Rabbul Alameen. And there are many worlds indeed. You and I don't understand except this world in which we are stuck right now, in which we live right now. Because we are limited. And we are not sovereign in the sense that we are totally independent. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We very much depend on Allah. In fact, everything that exists apart from Him depends on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He's the sole creator. And in that sense, He teaches us in His holy book, I choose and give kingdoms, rule, power, glory, majesty, praise, status, respect, honor, etc. to whomever I will. On the other hand, I abase and humiliate and snatch the power and the fame and the wealth and the prestige and intelligence from whomever I want. And I rule over everyone. And all good is in Allah's hands. And He is all powerful in charge of every single thing. And those who don't understand that, they have only themselves to blame. But those that do understand that have no other excuse but to work truly and very hard on their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that must be built on the utmost humility, sincerity, loyalty, submission that is unconditional and love. And love that is unconditional too. My brothers and sisters, Allah is Al-Malik. Huwa Al-Malik Al-Quddus Al-Salam Al-Muhaymil Al-Aziz Al-Jabbar Al-Mutakabbir Subhanahu wa ta'ala Amma Yassifun wa Yushrikun 
Allah is the king, the real king. The only divine, the only holy. Allah is the majestic, the sovereign. And then he chooses from his creation those that will be in charge of others. Because we simply need some kind of order. That is why we have people who rule over us. That is why we have people who are in charge of others. And there is nothing wrong with that. So for that very reason, we of course need to acknowledge the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And the Prophet nicely taught us, Man lam nas, lam Any one of us who doesn't show our appreciation and acknowledgement towards people who served us, who helped us, who did something for us, or who established order and peace and safety, is not also grateful to Allah, doesn't have proper gratitude or innermost gratitude towards Allah Almighty who is behind everything. And it is really like that. We have to be grateful to people as well. We have to be grateful and thankful to people. But there is a huge difference between our gratitude towards Allah and, and that towards some part of his creation. Especially let's talk about humans, human relationships. We are grateful, it seems, as humans, towards or to another human being only if they did some kind of favor towards us. They helped us with something. They gave us some benefit. If they didn't, if it was the other way around, it doesn't matter whether they are a queen or king or a ruler or an MP or your teacher or the principal of your college or the manager or director of your corporation or firm, you're not going to be grateful to them because you think they, they didn't do any favors to you. Likewise, you won't be able to open your heart to them. You won't be able to love them truly, honestly, unless they showed you their own love, genuine love towards you, honestly. Think about it. You will never love another human being unless they actually opened up with their own heart unconditionally and they showed their love and compassion towards you. I have to say, lots of people agree and say that the Queen is also a very dignified person and very compassionate person towards other human beings. So, of course, we like that fact as well about her. Not just the longevity of her rule and, and her life and, and how she comes across. A very nice, smiley person. But Allah blessed her with those things. But we won't love someone unless they show us their love. And it has to be quite mutual. The only one, my dear and respected brothers and sisters and dear children, who loves us and looks after us and gives us freedom and gives us the miracle of life and peace and protection without expecting anything in return. Without reciprocity of love or favor is no other but Allah, the Almighty. Al-Wadud, the loving, the truly loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says at the end of Surah Maryam, Inna al-ladhina amanu 
وعملوا الصالحات سيجعل لهم الرحمن ودا ودا Those who believe in Allah and do righteous deeds Allah will grant bless them with love <clears throat> And even more beautiful place in the Quran in Surah Taha the next chapter after Maryam Allah says with regards to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salatu wasalam astaeedu billah and we have thrown love from us onto you, Musa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave, like he true love, divine love from Allah came to Sayyidina Musa. I chose you above many people, but I gave you a mighty mission to tell people to pray to me and to submit to me alone and to worship me alone and to be ever grateful to me and if they were and if they are I shall increase for them but if they are not I'm just Allah is also just and majestic there will be no other outcome but to give them their due just like Allah out of his mercy and kindness will reward us and admit us to the court of his grace and mercy. I will not, lo I will not talk any longer, really. I will carry on talking about the, this topic of love, another khutbah, inshallah ta'ala. But I have, to, I have to end this sermon uh, by reading to you a couple, a few lines, a couple of lines actually, by someone who truly loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that our messenger, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, loved Allah the most of anyone. And this is why he prayed in these words. He said, O oh Allah, Allahumma ja'al hubbaka ahabba al-ashya'i ilayhi. O Allah, Make my love towards you the most beloved thing to me. Even more beloved to me than my own love towards my own self. And my love towards my family and children. And anything that we admire and like in this, in this world. That is the true love. And ulama have said to us, until that actually happens to us, my brothers and sisters, until love of Allah Almighty permeates into our hearts, we don't have any life in our hearts. It is the love of Allah which gives life to us, to our hearts, and nourishes our souls. And we say that the heart does not experience any real and true pleasure, nor does it feel any joy or happiness. Nor, nor does it taste any success if it doesn't have that true, earnest love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if the heart loses this love, then the loss it suffers is more severe than that of the eye when it is deprived of its sight and the ear of its hearing. Even worse than that, the decay of the heart when it is devoid of love for its creator, its cherisher and sustainer, it's far worse than that of the body 
when it no longer contains the soul. Mayit. This truth is only recognized by the people who are alive, for a wound does not pain the dead. And that is why a righteous person said, and love your Lord, Rabb, by serving him, praying to him. For lovers are but servants of the beloved. And Al-Rabi'a Al-Adawiyya, she said, You disobey Allah, ta'asil ilaha, wa anta tudhhiru hubba. You disobey Allah and yet you claim that you love him by Allah. By Allah, such behavior is unacceptable by all standards. For indeed, would you would have obeyed Allah had your love been true, honest, earnest to Him. For indeed, the lover is always obedient to the beloved. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just as our messenger, our beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, pray to him. Oh Allah, we ask you for your love and the love of those that you loved and that loved you. And we ask the love of every deed and saying that brings us closer to your love. Oh Allah, Make our love towards you the most beloved thing towards us. Much more beloved than our own love and admiration of our own selves and our families and anything else that we desire and crave for in this worldly life. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم.